I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation, and education wield powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action. Welcome to Engage With Story. If you're anything like me, you've had a bit of a on-again, off-again relationship with LinkedIn. But lately, I've been seeing quite a bit happening with LinkedIn, some changes underway and a renewed excitement around the business community that, that I'm aware of around the power of LinkedIn and how it can be used for your business. Now, this episode of Engage With Story is a little bit rough and ready. It's being recorded on the road. I'm recording right now in my car as um, I'm gonna bring to you today an, an interview that I've, I've just completed yesterday with a LinkedIn specialist named Karen Hollenbach. Now, this is following a presentation that she did at the Australian Professional Video Producers Conference down in Melbourne. So I wanted to grab her straight after her presentation and ask her about the power of storytelling in LinkedIn and, and to give some ideas about what we can be doing to improve our LinkedIn profiles through the power of storytelling on LinkedIn. So. You know, I'm, I'm not going to give you a big long intro today, but I do want to tell you a little bit about Karen before we get into the chat. Now, Karen has been uh, described as the LinkedIn lady. She, her company is uh, Think Bespoke, and she's a registered teacher, she's a qualified trainer and assessor, she's an independent LinkedIn consultant, and I think most importantly, she describes herself as a storyteller which obviously makes it very interesting as a guest for Engage With Story. So to, without further ado, we'll uh, get into episode 18 of Engage With Story with Karen Hollenbach from Think Bespoke. So Karen, thanks very much for joining me. You're actually, uh, you've just finished speaking at the Australian Professional Video Producer Awards uh, conference here in Melbourne and I was blown away by your uh, understanding of LinkedIn and how you were talking around uh, the power of story in LinkedIn and so I just wanted to grab you and have you join me here on Engage With Story so thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. Awesome so before we kind of get into the tactical stuff that we are going to get into in this chat can you maybe tell me a little bit um, about your story and what led you to both your passion for LinkedIn, but also into your business, Think Bespoke? Well, I established Think Bespoke in 2010, and part of that was really to cultivate a more family-friendly life for myself. So I had two young children. My mother had just been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, so I really had to find a way to cultivate a career that would allow me to participate in all parts. I love working, I've sort of an ex-corporate background, worked in strategic marketing and comms, but it just wasn't sustainable to do it all. So I uh, accepted an outplacement and as I built Think Bespoke, so it's a redundancy effectively, and that's when I was first introduced to LinkedIn. Um, as I built Think Bespoke from 2010, I also worked for a boutique training organisation so I got to work with uh, lots of different businesses and business leaders and I thought I better start to take my business more seriously but I didn't have a sales and marketing budget at the time and I wasn't really very social media savvy so I'm, I'm an inherently private person 
what that means is you're not going to see, or at the time you wouldn't have seen pictures of what I had for lunch and, you know, that might have changed a little bit now, seven years on. Um, but certainly I wasn't going to use tools like Facebook. So I looked at LinkedIn as a tool and just thought, hey, why don't I use this to promote my business, my services, I've got lots of connections from my previous, you know, corporate life. So I just made a very, very subtle change to my LinkedIn profile headline, which was actively helping people, you know, I actively help people um, on LinkedIn. So what started as writing resumes for people quickly moved to helping them write their LinkedIn profiles. And originally that was just all about job hunters. But as I used Think Bespoke for my own business through just the unique way that I use it, people in business owners started to really notice that and they asked me to help them write their own profiles. So I had this sort of signature way that I wrote profiles and it was based on talking to people about who they are, what they do, what's important to them, what they believe, what they're passionate about, which is really, really different um, to how people had written LinkedIn profiles up until that point. And so my goal was to help people feel really confident about their LinkedIn profile and to really tap into this concept of when people, you know, Google your name, what do you want them to find out about you? So do you want them to see what you've done on a Saturday night? Maybe, but I'd suggest if you're using, um, you know, your online presence for professional goals, you probably want your LinkedIn profile to stand out. So I really used key pieces of the profile, like your summary especially, to tell people to, to tell their tell their story for people who are thinking about doing business with them, not with the people who they're connected to. So when I am doing that online research about you, I find a story that's written about you. And when I say story, and you know, you'll probably ask me a question about this in more detail, it's just what's unique about you. And that's different for everybody. And it's all about where you've come from, where you're heading, who you've worked with, um, the type of people and organisations you like to work with and it's not built on the idea of the law of attraction it's just built on the idea of if people are thinking about doing business with you and they're online researching you it's really important to put those written and you can also put visual cues with your LinkedIn profile with your image your, your headshot your background image but just what are those cues that make you relatable that make people feel like you're the kind of person that they want to work with and um, you know it could be your values it could be what you believe in it could be where you've worked previously it could be uh, industry examples that you've used within your profile and that should go right through your whole profile telling that story and then how you then engage on LinkedIn I encourage my clients to and I heard this all day today at the um, at the conference that you mentioned this concept of narrative so I just say to my clients you, you need to think about the three narratives within your business that are relevant to your clients and so when you're liking commenting engaging on LinkedIn and beyond you know what you write on your blogs the content that you share on social media you need to really think about the three narratives that are engaging so you're trying to attract acquire and engage a certain type of client so you've got to be very very clear and purposeful with that and telling your story is a huge part of that because we're not robots we're doing you know people do business with people people refer and do business with people they know like and trust and so you need to give those that evidence to people of what you're like and in many ways storytelling for me uh, happened it wasn't an overt I mean you'll see storyteller on my headline now on LinkedIn but it wasn't an overt strategy at the start it was I have to write blogs regularly I choose to write blogs regularly I know that's great for my website SEO it's also um, part of a content marketing strategy and I was writing a lot of how-to blogs and it just got a bit boring talking about the technical stuff that I do all the time. So 
I decided after going to a pro blogger conference to reveal more about myself and I'm an inherently private person so that felt like a really really risky step and I did it and I pressed publish on that particular blog post and I got this really uh, lovely response from a whole lot of people who could really relate to that story so it was really talking about um, the fact that I discovered by reading a book that I was had ambivert tendencies I'm always mistaken for an extrovert but actually and I'm not an introvert I sit sort of right in the middle and so I just thought to myself well why don't I tell that story of how I navigate my professional life. So you and I have talked about it, you know, when is a good time to interview me? Let's not do it towards the end of the day. I'll be a little bit peopled out and, you know, you won't get a good conversation with me. So really just sharing this concept of, you know, I love guest speaking. I love spending time with people, but I also really value that time on my own and that's how I recharge. And so telling more of that story has attracted a certain client to my business. Yeah, so I think um, I'd like to get into some real tactical stuff and expand upon some of the things that you've talked about there. But before I do that, just, you know, I know that people listening, there's there's various views about LinkedIn out there, particularly in, in how they use it as a, as a business tool yeah. potentially for their business, whatever they want to achieve in their professional life. Um, you know, for some, they see it as a professional networking tool. Some, they see it as a resume for some, they see it more as a social network within a business sense. Um, how do you see LinkedIn just as a tool for business today? So it depends on your goals and I think it depends on your appetite for positioning yourself and, and how you also like to engage with people. So it's a professional networking tool. I also like to affectionately call it uh, networking for introverts. So it's a safe place for people that aren't necessarily going to go out to that work function or that networking event but are really really comfortable engaging with content it's also a place to stay up to date with news so Jeff Weiner the CEO of LinkedIn talks about him seeing his responsibility to curate your news because you're a busy professional from a business point of view it's really about controlling the information that's out there about you and putting your best professional foot forward so you can really get some consistent branding on LinkedIn both with your LinkedIn profile and your company page if you want to nurture a community on LinkedIn and and start to build a following then you can do that through the content that you share through your company page you can also do that uh, through publishing LinkedIn articles I see that you publish LinkedIn articles we had some really good examples of people talking about how they use LinkedIn articles today and I just use it to give people a sense of what I'm like so if you're thinking about doing business with me you can read my LinkedIn articles I I make a point of writing like I speak and I think that's a huge barrier for people that sort of stops them from writing on LinkedIn because I think they have to be a journalist or I think they have to pay a copywriter I just encourage people to begin or if you prefer prefer visual content there's this LinkedIn video feature that we talked a lot about today I'm so excited at the possibilities that can present if done well and if done strategically so LinkedIn's just one of a number of touch points your website is your king it should be the key place that you know you own it you should house everything there but um, LinkedIn is like your queen she's just as powerful but in really different ways especially if you're trying to target other businesses other influencers and professionals so you shouldn't spend time on any platform if your ideal client or your referrers are not there Mm, yep and that rule applies to any online platform yeah I always talk about fishing where the fish are you're using that metaphor and um, you know I think 
you know, what you've talked about there really hinges on that importance of using story on a platform like like LinkedIn, because everything that you've mentioned there around, you know, why you would potentially use that platform and how you would aim to use that platform all comes down to, like you said, people to people. Mm. People are buying from people and wanting to connect and engage with people. And people engage with stories. You know, people don't engage with facts and figures and, you know, that kind of, or advertising unless there's some kind of a story being told, yeah. you know. Um, so with that in mind, uh, and you have covered off some of this earlier as well, but, you know, what are some, well, two things actually I'm going to explore with you now. What are some uh, ways that people can think about injecting more story into their LinkedIn profiles and use of LinkedIn. So some specific tactics, I guess. And secondly, you know, where are the places that they can storytell on LinkedIn? And you've talked about some of those as well, but we'll just see if we can touch on some of those. So I think visually is the first way you can tell your story more powerfully on LinkedIn. And that starts with your LinkedIn profile photo. So the mistake I see so many people make is they have um, a mugshot of, of them against the wall and that photo would be much better suited to an, you know, an ID card to get them into their office building. Yeah, probably is their ID yeah. card photo. <laughs> yes. Um, or it's them at their wedding with their partner cut out. Or a really funny one I saw was a, a football supporter that had, you know, it was in his footy colours because he felt really strongly about that but not relevant for his professional life. So the first one is picture and really do um, think outside the square with your profile photo. So I actually have a collection on Pinterest of suggested LinkedIn profile headshots just to challenge people about what a headshot should look like. And I think if you're a photographer or a, a video producer and you're storytelling, you have a lot of creative license. So really think about what you look like. I've worked with photographers before and um, that some of the best headshots where they've got a camera in their hand or they're actually, it's it's the shot of them, how you normally see them, which is the, you know, the camera up again. And so we only see half of their face. So I think that's really clever. So tell your story through pictures. So you can do that through your professional headshot and you can do it through your background image and they're both free features. So you don't need to have a premium account to do that. The next one is, next one is your headline and that's really prime real estate on LinkedIn and the thing that follows you around. So it, it defaults to your current role. So if you've got, you know, founding director Think Bespoke, it will just default to founding director at Think Bespoke. But the opportunity is to actually look at that and say, okay, well, what do I want to be known for? Who am I trying to influence? When people think about me, um, you know, think keywords, but also being meaningful in what you put in your headline. So for people listening, they can have a look at your headline on LinkedIn. They can have a look at mine. And they're definitely telling a story around the types of things that we do and how we help. So I've got LinkedIn specialist, storyteller, content marketer, and speaker. So it gives people a really strong sense of well, actually not a really strong sense, a sound bite of how I can help them. And, and it's part of my story. And then summary really is where you can go into more detail and tell your story and what you really need to do is write in the first person and take a really personable approach and don't just say you know hi I'm this and this is what I do really give me a sense of well how did you come to where you are now what's important to you uh, what are some of maybe your personal mantras or beliefs or what's your favorite quote or why do you do what you do who do you enjoy working with why do you enjoy working with them what's your superpower or your secret source and write like you speak yeah so don't you know I see people sort of almost I call it posturing that you know or they write in the third person it's like well hang on oh, it's like that the bio that you know whenever it gets read out you know in a public place everyone's like oh don't like my bio you know yeah. they always say that but then they put it down in those platforms 
but that's not what you do, right? It's not what you do. And I think that's at the heart of storytelling, that you have to shed the shoulds. You just have to talk about who you are, what you do, and be comfortable with it potentially being unpopular for some. And, you know, to put people at ease that are listening to this, once you're connected with someone, they probably don't look at your LinkedIn profile again. So your opportunity from a business perspective is, what do I want people to know about me? If they come across my LinkedIn profile, let's imagine LinkedIn's like a net, you know, professional networking room. You know, I'm walking up and saying, hi, how are you going? What do you want them to know about you? What do, they, what do you want them to know about your approach? So that's sort of the next sort of tactic around storytelling. And then overall, just as you look at the experience section within your profile, so you can detail a particular role and what you did, um, just put in information that's relevant in the context of the story that you're telling. So when I presented earlier today, I talked about having three ideal clients. I really just present the version of me, which is truthful on LinkedIn. So there's lots of other things I could talk about, but I just stay quite focused on this particular story around what's important to the reader. And people do, as you said, people do engage with the person and and their stories. So don't be afraid to talk about, you know, explain within the experience section, well, you know, I, I started working in this role because I was headhunted for here or I was really passionate about this. So this is the reason why, I, you know, I've been trying to work for that organisation for five years. So this is why I'm working there. Explain why you left. Explain the transition from one role to another. Um, you know, if you've got a gap, you don't necessarily have to talk about that or maybe you can talk about that. It depends on, you know, what you want to be known for and who you're trying to influence and just not doing it so much as a, you know, you and I talked before this interview around this concept of ego and I think ego also gets in the way of telling a good story. If you can just not worry about what people think about you and just share the part of you that is relevant as you would in a conversation, it's incredibly powerful and the right client or the right collaborator or the right influencer will read you and, and get you or not. Yeah, I think that, again, ties back to story because people don't – you can't write a story without an audience in mind. You know, mm. Stories are written for someone to read or else as a storyteller or an author you would never write the story, mm. you know. So by nature stories are designed for an audience and by understanding that and thinking of your LinkedIn profile and, and the content that you, you put out through that platform – as for an audience and trying to engage that audience, then story just becomes a natural form of communication. And that idea of truthfulness is is so important as well. Um, you, you mentioned a few times there and you mentioned it a few times today in your presentation around um, who you... Uh, being clear on who you are and who you can you I'm, I'm losing what it is that, that it's so you're saying so the two key questions you've got to ask yourself before you refresh your LinkedIn profile or spend any time on LinkedIn and I'd argue this applies this is a strategic insight that applies really for any time that you spend online um, it's answer being able to answer these two questions and I don't expect people to be able to answer them easily I do encourage you to really think about your answer to them so the first one is what do I want to be known for so when people hear your name what is it that they say about you and in the presentation I always put this um, often put a picture up of my father and I and this wisdom that he gave me very early on in my career stays with me and it's your name is your most treasured possession and so when people say your name what do you you know what's the trigger and so Rochelle introduced me as the LinkedIn lady and I love that it's not how I would describe myself but it implies two key things the first one is 
well, I've, I've got some knowledge, quite a lot of knowledge around LinkedIn. And the second one is lady. And that really demonstrates how I navigate LinkedIn, which is with good manners, treating people with respect. I'm very collegiate. I'm very collaborative. I'm very helpful. I'm very sort of how-to in my blog posts. It's just that's who I am. That's a key part of the way I navigate LinkedIn and, and one of my narratives. So, um, so the, what, that's sort of what you want to be known for. And then who are you trying to influence is I see a lot of people, especially in strong industries or where they have quite a collegiate and collaborative industry to, to be way too focused on writing their profiles for their colleagues. That's a really missed opportunity. You need to write your profile for that person who's heard your name, looking for someone with your skill set and sort of flip the, there shouldn't be too many eyes in your summary. There should be really an acknowledgement that someone is reading your profile and who do you want to be reading your profile and what do you want them to know about you and what, what do you want them to know about how you help? So the, I talked about these first two sentences of your profile, of your summary being really important. So I reach out to my ideal client in that first sentence and in terms of who I um who I'm trying to influence and talk directly to them. And that does a couple of things. It makes people realise, is she for me or not? You know, and do I want to read on or not? And so it's a, you know, being clear about your story and having strong narratives is actually also a really big time saver as a business owner. And we've had some really interesting conversations today about as you grow your business, understanding who you work well with and understanding who you don't work well with. So, you know, what you want to be known for, I've explained. Who do you want to influence? You've really got to put some thinking into who's the ideal client that you want to work with and making sure if they read your profile, does it appeal to them? And not in a salesy kind of way, in a who you are, how you help, and some evidence of how you've done that. Yeah, I think that's awesome and really tactical advice there. And I know from your presentation today and now, you know, backed up by our conversation here, there's some tweaks I've already made to my LinkedIn profile <laughs> and more tweaks that I'm going to do and approach it differently moving forward. So, um, yeah, I encourage the listeners to look at their profile through the lens of what you've been talking about here today and, uh, and think about ways that can improve that method of communication with their ideal target market. So, um, Karen Hollenbach, thanks very much for your time today. If people want to find out more about the LinkedIn lady, um, that is that is Karen Hollenbach from Think Bespoke. Where can they find out more about you? Well, I invite you to connect on LinkedIn. So you can look me up and find me. There aren't many Hollenbachs you'll find on LinkedIn. You can also have a look at my website. So that's uh, thinkbespoke.com.au. I write regularly about LinkedIn. You'll also occasionally um, hear something about my story and my journey as a business owner. So if you're a lover of the written word you might also enjoy my blog on the website all right thanks very much i hope you enjoyed that conversation with karen now i know that i've definitely got a, a new and renewed focus on linkedin so i'll be uh, doing more on there and particularly making use of the linkedin video feature which i'm very excited about so i'd love to hear what you think of linkedin and how you're planning on using linkedin moving forward. So let me know, uh, send me a, a message or, or tag me on Instagram or Twitter at engage underscore Ben. And while I've got you, I just want to say thank you and express my appreciation for the support that you've been giving to the podcast so far. It's been fun bringing this to you. We're up to episode 18 now, and I can't wait to bring you episode 19 next week. So 
You know, for everyone who's provided feedback or helped share out the messages or connect me with future guests, I just want to say thank you very much. Um, it's really, it's really appreciated. And if you haven't left, I'll start again, rough and ready, right? If you haven't yet left a review for me on iTunes and for Engage With Story podcast, I'd really appreciate that too. So look, thanks very much. Um, I'll come up back to you next week with um, more of the standard polished episode. But for now, have a fantastic Tuesday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. And I look forward to um, coming at you next week with another episode of Engage With Story.